RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show. Excited to connect for a Monday live stream. I hope everyone is well. Sorry about my absence. As always, looking to uh, put together some last-minute thoughts via visual aid, so I apologize. But uh, we're here now. Let's make the most of our time and definitely looking forward to uh, connecting and finding out what's on your radar. And uh, as always, want to make sure I welcome any first-time viewers to the community. Let me know where you're watching from via the chat or, or if when the phone lines open up. 313-462-0027 is the number to call and let your voice be heard. All right. So I'll jump in real quick. I noticed a lot of chat, uh, chatting back and forth in the community. So that's what it's all about. The People's Talk Show, allowing everybody to get a chance to connect and hang out a little bit. And then as always, you know, it's not much of a talk show unless you have someone to talk to. So definitely looking forward to connecting and hearing your voice directly. So I'll jump in the chat real quick. Now acknowledge a couple people, appreciate your patience and whatnot, and uh, we'll keep moving and make the best of our time but anyway we got uh jojo checking in we got bc matrix road king uh we got bobby seal let me go back carl late we got tony checking in hercules from the pantheon checking in um we got lightning for the let me see here we got eddie checking in colony appreciate you guys man uh nick O. uh we got uh calypso moon checking in tom checking in all right fair amount of people uh zipper fixer <laughs> Will Smith, XRP Bible. Appreciate you guys. All right. So, uh, wow. What's uh, lots, lots of things have transpired the last uh, 72 hours from our last conversation on Friday. And it looks like as of now, uh, the gas may not be flowing as smoothly into the European area on top of all the other things. But uh, one article I came across that I wanted to uh, pretty much illustrate and highlight a little bit, uh, basically just showing the ruble gas flow or what Putin uh, on Thursday announced he uh, hopes to accomplish with... Uh, the new, uh, which, which will be soon to be the renegotiation of contracts uh, and payment for rubles rather than uh, unfriendly currencies. And so uh, let me just keep it moving, right? Okay, see more people checking in. We got Barry checking in. Appreciate you guys, Daryl. How you doing, my friend? All right, so let's jump right in, man. I want to just uh, jump on this uh, little visual aid real quick. I try to put together some of the thoughts from this article that I was going to try to touch over the weekend, but I'm like, man, I need to, you know, unplug a little bit and uh, just save it for Monday. So here we are. Um, but it's relevant news to say the least, just because it's more of the global move away from the petrodollar mechanism. But I tried my best to illustrate as much as I could and in, 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 in a, such a quick fashion. But um, before I dive into this, uh, let me make sure that I try to remind everybody to make sure you plug in uh, by, as you guys can see here, you know, clicking the subscribe button as well as the bell notification. I uh, want to make sure we give everybody a chance to plug in when we are live so that people can connect amongst like-minded individuals, as well as get a chance to share their two cents and thoughts on what's happening right now beyond the transition, as well as, you know, more of the things I'm excited to get into uh, when it comes to the good news. And of course, you know what that good news is all about, but we'll dive into that. But anyway, click the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel as well. Subscribe if you're new. Want to make sure everyone has a chance to get plugged in. All right. So let's jump right in. So here's a little visual I put together. Uh, and uh, it, it illustrates the payment pathway of the current, starting April 1st, current uh, payment structure that uh, Putin basically put out 
And one thing I did notice trying to pull out more articles to really highlight this visual aid here, a lot of the articles coming out from the Russian network or internet sources, it's not available. And so I clicked on two or three different articles of which I was not able to just, there were not sources not found. It said network not connected. So that's more of the uh, attempt by the U.S. internet regulatory body or ICANN or whoever runs the internet pathways to do, to hinder people getting information, i.e. misinformation, fake news or whatever the West has labeled information coming out of Russia. So it makes it hard to you know get credible sources other than just seeing stuff float as it uh, as it may. But interesting article here highlighting some things, and I thought I would jump right in. So this is all about basically clapping back at uh, in response to the sanctions what is considered the unfriendly countries. And so in the very center of this, you guys can see unfriendly countries happen to be the G seven plus the nations that uh, have placed sanctions. And of course, there's a lot more, but these are the primary puppets that um, are playing along with the globalist agenda. Of, ushering us out of the dollar system into that next world digital CBDC stuff that's already underway. Anyway, so as you guys can see here, G7 nations are in a dab. They're in a dab smack middle of this graph here because this is what it's all about. So uh, on Thursday, Putin made an announcement, uh, basically, and he broke down in greater detail uh, via, I think it was a phone call or a letter. We'll get to it in a minute, but basically just highlighted how the flow will work from this point on. So basically all the unfriendly, fun, all the unfriendly countries, That'll be using euros or dollars, as you guys can see that above. So the flow of operations will go like this in, in a in a simple in a simplistic way. G7 nations in the middle. And if you want to do business, and this is all about as you see over here to the far left, you know, the nations with European nations that receive the most uh energy from Gazprom to the far left. So as you guys can see here, the direct access via using your own currencies, you see this X right here basically saying that uh, that's a red line, it's cut off. So let me introduce to you the new way, basically, just Putin saying. So G7 nations, take your currencies, whatever you want to do. And so, of course, there's this is something that's new to everybody. So this is how it'll flow smoother for everyone and moving forward. So going up, take your currencies, take your euros, your dollars, whatever you're going to use. Now, in order to make it flow smoothly, you deposit those, you deposit those into the Moscow stock exchange or moscow exchange i'm assuming it has a lot to do with the currency exchange or however that might work so you take your euros whatever it is you deposit it into the mox exchange then the moscow exchange to the far right here they will then set up an account for you in the gas prime bank which is at the very bottom of this and then once these nations here you know I'm, I'm, we'll find out more details as time moves along as far as which countries are complying which ones are not as of right now this is what the structure looks like based upon information provided out of the out of the east. We'll see if they comply or not. Well, you know, if not, there'll be a lot of cold, a lot of cold countries. But anyway, set up an account at Gazprom. Then once your account is credited and the exchange is made out of the old currencies into oh, I, look, I forgot to put the ruble on here. But anyway, so at, at, once the currencies exchanged at the once the currencies are exchanged at the Moscow Moscow exchange, then your account will be credited at Gazprom. So every country will have their own little account or whatnot. And then you'll get the thumbs up and you see the green line going here. And then we will notify Gazprom that your accounts are good. So you got the you got the uh, green line going here. And then once your account is credited, then in Russian rubles, you'll be able to continue the flow of energy into your country 
and therefore that's how you will be transacting utilizing the ruble so i forgot to put the ruble right here so but i'll make the edits after this but anyway in a nutshell the simplistic viewpoint on how the new ruble gas flow what it will look like denominated in rubles moving forward so this is just something worthwhile to put a little picture to the article that I'm going to touch on right here. So here's an actual article that does it does a good job of explaining that. And it says the ruble gas, the world's new reserve resource based reserve currency. And it says here, ruble gas is a commodity currency de jour. And it's nearly as complicated as a NATO uh, pretends. If Europe wants gas, all it needs to do is send its euros to a Russian account inside Russia. And this is as of Friday. And simply put here, a lot of the things I explained comes from this visual aid and it's right here. So ultimately speaking, the goal is to know, to bypass the need of actually using European and possibly even uh, Western nations, i.e. U.S. Uh, banks all in general, just because what has what Russia has learned is that if your reserves or your accounts or your currency is parked in anyone else's institution, that say, for example, you don't have the servers or you don't have the keys to unlock your currency, it really is not yours. And so as a result of the sanctions basically blocking and or prohibiting funds from flowing that actually belong to Russia, they're saying, hey, we don't want any exposure to your banks whatsoever. So if you're going to do business with us, you're going to do it on our terms. You're going to put it in a gas prom bank, which happens to be located within moscow or within russia and then from there we will know that your accounts are good and then energy will flow so ultimately what this has done is led to a uh outright uh, uh, uh admission of mistrusting in banking structures here and so this is on a international level where you have russia putin all the intermediaries involved basically have no trust in the current structure of payments moving back and forth the way they used to because of this current agenda that's un- underway right now. So what we can learn from this, what I take away from all this is basically put that, you know, anything that you think is yours, if it's not in your possession, if you don't have the network or the service to actually oversee and maintain it or in the crypto space, the private keys and all that type of stuff like that, or the actual weight in and of itself or access to the weight, then I think it's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of people. And so what Russia has the privilege of being able to do is basically create new channels and new pathways towards keeping energy flow, keeping the currency flowing outside of all the infrastructure set up with, you know, the brick networks or whatnot. But they're basically utilizing their own assets to their advantage by basically demanding payment in their own currency through their own banking network. And then the gas will flow. So as of now, we'll find out if the European nations and other nations dependent upon gas will take this seriously or not. My guess is that it'll be prolonged. And then as always, what we've learned, what I've learned is that there's always some new hiccup lurking around a corner week by week, day by day. So that's something that we can expect. This will not flow the way I think Russia would like for it to, even if this, even if that's something they really believe would happen, but it's on the table. So we'll find out how, how it, how it flows. And so here I want to get to this next article. This is what came out over the weekend. And uh, basically says Gazprom halts gas shipments to Europe via critical pipeline. So this is as of Saturday, uh, you know, not, you know, it's, you know, I saw some people out there covering it already. But once again, basically highlighting just beyond the fact we were told this was going to happen. 
But one of the key takeaways that I have from this is that on Friday, when me and Mario was talking back and forth, the Western media came out with all that happy-go-lucky news saying that at this current time, the Kremlin will not be shutting off gas. It was, you know, three or four articles I highlighted, all coming from the same scripted sources, of course, but basically saying that the Kremlin wouldn't be cutting off gas. And sure enough, within 24 hours, news out of the Eastern Hemisphere, the Kremlin say that gas will cease. So you see how the media, especially Western media, there's no, there's no, I mean, talk about misinformation, disinformation, fake news, whatever you want to call it. It has ramped up, you know, to unbelievable heights right now because they're literally trying to counter every message that comes from the East, which shows more of the the, the tug of war between it, what's what's real, what's not, trying to decipher in between and filter through the noise in the middle, uh, how all this stuff plays out because it just makes it that much more worth our while to not really rely upon a trust media in general, nevertheless our own. Cause these people here, they have, you know, what is it about 200, 300 trillion dollars worth of reasons to lie people just domestically and globally in the entire monetary system. There's, you know, close to two quadrillion reasons why the media will lie to us because of uh, what's at stake with this new method of uh actually moving real world goods around the world not denominated in dollars but anyway real quick here it says the european nations imported the most gas from russian sources yesterday and months scrambling to stock up from stock uh, supplies as russian vladimir putin deadline to in- either pay for rubles and gas or be cut off came and went it says russian giant gas prime has officially halted all deliveries to europe via the yamail europe pipeline not even familiar with that. A critical artery for the European energy supply. So here's just a little map here showing that over the last, what, uh, several months here, uh, liquid, nitrogen, liquid nitrogen gas exports to Europe have been more than doubled since October. So Europe has been even more dependent. At the same time, the United States and all the puppets on this side is further pressuring Europe to comply and go along with these sanctions. At the same time, they run the risk of completely having an absolute uh, catastrophic remainder of winter. And then, of course, if this situation is not ironed out heading into next winter, it's going to be all hell break loose because people will definitely be feeling it outside of what they're already feeling with the uh, increase in cost and goods. But it says instead of towards instead of toward Germany and the EU said gas supplies on Friday and Saturday started flowing in the opposite direction, according to Gascade, the network operator here. And then here I wanted to put this visual aid here. Just because this is up, I think up until last year, the current uh, map or index rather of the Europe's riskiest exposure, risk country, the riskiest countries in Europe with the most exposure to Russian gas and the severity of what would play if it got cut off. So we got up here at the very highest is 60 percent which happens to be Hungary and Austria in the very middle and Latvia, of course. And then all the other surrounding green nations here show how how much of their energy probably overall comes from the Russian pipeline. And so we got the further nations here. And then of course, the UK is not even on there because they appear to be, you know, self-sufficient or so, so they think, but anyway, just a little map here showing how uh, serious it is for those countries in green. And of course they're going right along with the puppet regimes, trying to continue to put pressure on Putin as if like they actually really need anything from the rest of the world because they have everything they need within their own borders. Okay. Another article here. Uh, This is uh, the response 
today. It says German regulator takes over gas prom Germania to ensure energy supply. So as a result of the uh, cutting off of energy over the weekend, German regulators are looking to basically seize what they think will be a, as it says here, a guarantee. Uh, what it says here it says Gazprom Germania and energy trading storage and transmission business ditched by Russia's Gazprom on Friday will be transferred to Germany's regulator to ensure energy security. So, you know, without even knowing how all this is down deep, deep, deep down in the su- subject matter. But I'm thinking like they're 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 confiscating property of Russia, i.e. Gazprom, as if like the pipeline that would even flow either to this building or in this vicinity will still remain active, flowing, you know, energy flowing. And I'm thinking like at the at the worst case scenario, you see some property, you got a building, you might got some containers with, you know, a large amount of energy stored up in some containers or something like that. But definitely it's not enough because it's not the source. It's just an intermediary slash subsidiary of Gazprom in Russia. So by confiscating the building, do you really put yourself in a better position of securing your energy future when all you get is brick and glass and whatever else might be in those structures? But I don't think it'll be enough energy coming through the pipelines connected to those buildings or not to be able to supply the energy you're basically shooting yourself in the foot with by continuing to go towards these sanctions or whatnot. So just thought this was interesting here, but it says our goal will be to run gas prime Germania in the interest of Germany and Europe. So they're making it seem as if like by them capturing this asset within Germany, they still have energy. I don't see how that is, but you know, more information will come out about that. So uh, anyway, that's just interesting to see that gas get cut off. They start confiscating property. Right. But yet they still need energy. And then here is something else I thought was worth bringing to your attention. This caught my caught my eyes uh, late. But, you know, it says why the tanking Japanese yen should concern investors. So I'm not even sure 100 percent what is happening in this region here. But I did see a lot of charts floating around talking about the sudden depreciation to gold of the Japanese yen. So obviously something's hitting the fan in Japan. So if anybody has any more details Feel free to keep me informed of what's going on. But it says its currency, the yen, was crashing while yields on the government bonds were surging. <laughs> I think that's happening in every country. Uh, I said four days of unbridled bond buying by the Bank of Japan to stem the hemorrhaging and contain and contain interest rates while the gambit were work for now. Wall Street is waking up to the potential uh, canary in the coal mine. So canary in my coal mine. So, yeah, uh, government debt, no matter what country it is, it's dominated in a currency that's being completely destroyed. I'm not quite sure what type of an asset that remains to anybody. So it doesn't surprise me one bit, but it is what it is. Uh, on another note, on si- outside of Germany confiscating you know, property of Russia, it says German retailers to increase food prices by 20 to 50 percent as of today. And I saw an article saying that Aldi, which I believe is a German company, if I'm not mistaken, they uh, are the ones that's kind of leading the charge with, you know, basically making an announcement that they will be increasing 20 to 30 percent. I think it's at 30 percent of a lot of key items. And so uh, here we go right here. It says translated Aldi, for example, expects to increase 20 to 50 percent in its purchase prices in the coming weeks already on Monday. 
go back here. Let me get this article here. It says already. Let me go back. Already on Monday, meat, sausage, and butter are to become significantly more expensive at Aldi Nord. So, never good news. And then if it couldn't get any worse, China asked entire city to self-test as the frustration grows. And I'm going to just leave that right where it is because that zero policy there is just complete lunacy in my opinion, but who am I? But anyway, let's talk. Let's open up the phone lines. Curious to hear what's on your mind, what's on your radar. As always, for those that are plugged in, appreciate you for joining us and being a part of the community. Want to make sure, give everybody a chance to let their voice be heard. So highlight at Rethinking a Dollar in the chat. And then if you want to talk directly, uh, give me a call. And I want to also make sure everybody, if you're tuned in right now, make sure you hit the bell notification. And if you're new to the channel, click click the subscribe button so that you can stay plugged in and uh, be able to uh, join us when we go live. And I have, you know, lots of lots of things I would like to do is just more so the time to be able to get it done uh, in a way that, you know, provides uh, value. And of course, I want to produce quality material. So anyway, let's keep it moving, man. I see uh, D-Dub out there. I see a lot of back and forth. Gas Prime is a Russian state-owned gas company, of course. Uh, what else we got here? Af- Lightning for these says Afghanistan is the number one mineral deposit of lithium. Just not, just not have the tools or tech to unearth the process. It also over seventy percent of all batteries in the U.S. come from China. Do that math. Uh, Lightning, so hundred percent, and that's why I'm assuming that as soon as the U.S. turned over the keys to China, they moved in, and I'm, I'm sure they use all their remaining dollar denominated reserves to help out, help build infrastructure for their own interests to be able to secure that lithium. So uh, definitely, you know, I would imagine the resources in Afghanistan, uh, because even (laughs) I saw the Taliban posted something about them basically getting rid of or or dialing back or shutting off the opium trade and opium field. So it looked like they might be deciding to get into their natural resource space because I'm assuming that's a lot of untapped land over there that China is definitely going to take advantage of. And of course, everything that's taking place right now is strategic to be able to, you know, secure real water resources for the agenda of all the, you know, going green, you know, the electric vehicles, solar, everything like that. All the stuff that's really needed that comes from the earth. That's what this is all about. Clamoring for real world resources at a time where it's a matter of like, except, you know, re- retaining trust because it's hard to get people to exchange worthless fiat paper for real goods those days are gone hello carlos where are you calling from yeah my name's steve being reach nine steve what's up my friend give me a quick thought what's in your mind hey uh did you get that um uh this video there uh, some follow-up information on operation sandman not sure if you had a chance to take a look at it or not but i did uh, but not i'll but open it up real quick give me a quick rundown if you don't mind i'll put it on the screen and then i'll pass it along yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty much the the, the same thing that, that we had talked about before. Something like uh, 160 countries. I'm hearing numbers anywhere between 155, 160 yeah. countries already signed already signed on to this. Yeah. To to, to make the dollar kaput. Uh, and then I didn't I didn't know this. I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only something like 195 countries in the world. Right. So if 160 have signed on to this. That's, that's a good night, Irene, right there. Right. <laughs> so. Now, now, so yeah, yeah. So I, I did read some articles about that, 
but yeah, one of the things that you know, so I, of course I listened to the, the the interview on on this from three from March tenth, and I kind of got an idea of what Steve Quell was coming from with this agreement. But other than right now, it being it's it's I mean I'm not sure if it's official or if it's speculation or where that original source came from talking about the project Sandman and. You know, can you know, can we rely upon that information? Is my thing. Like I don't understand Steve Quo is lying, but once again, we know what exactly. time we're in. But is this, you know, like deliberately we're all a hundred and how many ever already signed up and just waiting for what? You know, like so that's where I'm like, I, I gotta read more into this and see what's what's really happening. Yeah, I think I think it's you know, from just from what I understand from it, uh, basically they're they're gonna wait and choose <laughs> their day mm-hmm. uh to uh uh to pull the plug on it to me that was the big thing out of it yeah but um uh, th- yeah the the one that I just sent you was some follow up after that th- uh, that one's from like several days ago the yeah. one I just sent you yeah uh but, but anyway yeah we, I guess we'll we'll have to just let it play out right but, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's anyway <laughs> that's how it goes man appreciate you man for bringing this to yeah. our attention I'll definitely pass it on. All right, take it easy. Yeah, be good. Yeah, good stuff, man. So definitely, as always, uh, if you guys have the articles, news stories, I appreciate the people in the community hit me up on uh, Twitter and things like that, passing on information. And I try my best to make sure I connect it because a lot lot of people are not too tech savvy and want to make sure. But if you can, connect on Discord as well as Telegram. The information is down below where you guys can share the information directly so it can get right into the community faster. And uh, people can, you know, do what you got to do with it. You can dissect it, you know, dismiss it, take it, chew it up, do what you got to do with it. Um, let me see. I saw a thought about, uh, let me see here. Let me see. Uh, great question. Monica Woods. Uh, it says, do you think Russia and China will go to war with the U.S.? Um, hmm. My personal thought when I first, when I first reading that, we're already at that point. And so I think what most people are anticipating is actually the, you know, the hot kind where, you know, things go flying in the air. Um, I think that is like, you know, the the last case scenario of events that I think anybody would want, because even the, the people just pulling the strings at the very top of all this. We only have so many places geographically where you can go for shelter if things got really hot, i.e., you know, like nuclear. So I don't think that would be something that they, they meaning the the people who are trying to orchestrate all this would actually want to do. But then again, it could be hot pockets to where, you know, small ones are set off to, to try to prove a point. Sure. But, you know, as far as overall war, when I think of war, I'm thinking like what I hear about most nuclear. That's one thing I hope is not the case. We do have a currency war underway. We do have a resource war underway. We do have a digital uh, control war underway right now and you know other probably other you know all, all types of other you know, things we can consider a war but uh the ultimate you know where the, the the shape of the planet type is altered type of war i hope not but i do believe that outside of what we're, what we're being told and what we're seeing all of the top of the you know, let me go back to this pyramid here and let me just share with you my two cents on all this for those that might be new. But real quickly, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a power structure. This is what I call the power pyramid. And so this is what is has been rebranded. And so to me, this is the old world order. 
And I've, I've shared several stories over the last couple of days, especially from the World Government Summit last week on how uh, what we're witnessing right now, in my opinion, is the outright admission to the world, the need for a different style of governance. And so I shared an article uh, on the community page from one of the wealthiest Middle Eastern investment individuals basically admitting that what he's seen is a new world order shifting. And he said the supply chains is being used as the primary medium or tool to orchestrate all this successfully. And he was saying the UAE, they're going to find their way through this. We saw Larry Fink and Blackout talk about, you know, the need for less globalizations and the issuance of a new world structure. Biden, new world this. Everybody, their mama wants a new world. I'm okay with a new world, but a different type. But my whole point is, I got a visual that I'm going to put together, but it's going to show you the, this is the old world. I'm going to put together what I believe the new world will look like. And then I'm going to counter that and, and up you one with the eternal world order. So I'm excited. Like, you know, the, 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 Im- the images for what I'm trying to put together, they're there. I just got to put the time together to do it. But, you know, I am excited for something new. I am, I must admit, you know, I am excited for something new. We do need new. So it's here, but it's just not the type that they want. It's the type that, you know, our heavenly father has positioned and boy, 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 I'm excited. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let's keep talking, man, man, man. Goodness gracious. Okay. And still appreciate you says, do you see Jamaica joining the BRICS since they are uh, wanting disassociate with the UK? Um, I think so. Good, good question. So I, I did notice that video circulating where I think it was a prime minister or whoever in power in Jamaica was basically talking to the monarch, uh, prince, whoever he was. I can't think of his name, saying that, you know, we're on our own now. We're going our own way. And I, I did notice that. But then again, one thing I did notice was, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I think it was Biden, not Biden, Harris was just down in Jamaica and announced that the U.S. or they were saying, uh, they were saying that, let me see here. Let me grab this real quick. Let me, uh, was saying that the U the U.S. now will step in and help with the economic development and help. And they, of course they paint a, a reason as to why they're there. But uh, based upon what I saw from Harris, she was basically saying where the UK is being pushed out, the U S will step in to fill that gap. So to answer your question, uh, unless G or Putin have interest in bringing them into the fold for the BRICS unification, uh, then they will become, they will continue to be Western puppets. And of course, Harris, Biden, Harris, U S might be, let me, uh, I'm trying to pull up an article here if I can. Uh, let me grab an article real quick to kind of back up what I was talking about. Here we go. Uh, so this is what you're referring to, I believe. So this is what you're referring to here. Jamaican Prime Minister tells Williams, uh, we are moving on amid push for a republic. So this was kind of like the whole spiel. But yet, once again, as I mentioned, the U.S. will try to step in and backfill that 
region just because you know Jamaica I'm not I'm not too sure about the the natural richness of the land but definitely it's a tropical region so it's good to say that they have some resources that the UK obviously might be done with or there was an exchange of favors UK backs out you know for the US to step in it's probably some handshakes somebody you know promised some things mind you whoever's at the top pulling strings this is just not a coincidence and they really care about the Jamaican people so um, that's part of my thoughts there. Now, let me uh, share with you a different article right here, because I think this is key to understand what's really going on. Let me, uh, <laughs> so let me see, let me put this up right here. So this, let me see how old this is real quick. So since it's got my, my wheels turning a little bit, let me grab this. Uh, let me, you nope. Know, let me grab, let me grab some news. One second. I was trying to show the recent, here we go. So this is <laughs> this is what I'm talking about, the follow-up. So literally, one week, the U.K. backs out, and then the next week, U.S. applauds Jamaica for very strong economic leadership. And, of course, we got Harris there talking about supporting. So the Joe Biden administration is, on Friday, applauded Jamaican prime minister for his very strong economic leadership. And so, once again, as I just mentioned, one steps out, one steps in, so... I don't see the Jamaican people have any more freedom or any more choice of choosing their own destiny than they did two weeks ago. That's just me. Long-winded answer, but it is what it is. Okay, let's talk. Phone lines are open, people. I want to hear from you. It's a talk show. You know, nobody to talk to. Not It's not a talk show. It's just, you know, Mike, the Mike Rant show. <laughs> I want you guys to have a two cents on, on what's going on on the other side of the, of the microphone. So give me a call. Let's talk. Uh, uh, let me see here. Bevy Smith says, but uh, prime minister, but prime minister is a member of Queens Privy Council. Uh, yeah. And so literally, and so assuming I'm reading this correctly, if Jamaica is actually serious about going their own route and becoming a Republic, which is kind of what I read from the headlines there, uh, them, them wanting to become a Republic, mind you, Republic, the way government, so the way the government structure is now, the word republic is, it's not, you know, we're not in a republic. We're, you know, we're, even in the democracy that we're under is still, it's, you know, it's like still not, it's it's not working. So anyway, if they were to go to republic, that means they would have to reform their entire governmental structure with getting away, with with doing away the, with the prime minister role and probably a lot of their cabinet and council, you know, structure in order to have it to where they'll have to create a constitution and all the things that this country here was initially founded upon until it was incorporated and all that other stuff that took place. But long story short, if they actually want to go the Republic route, they got to do a lot of work in a very short time. And that's why I'm not too confident in the work, but I think it's a good gesture, but I think it's more so just a public show of transfer of power from UK to somebody else. And if, if that land there has any natural resources of value, China, will come in and they probably already bought the island for all I know. So that's just my two cents. Could be a hundred percent wrong. Hello, Carl. Where are you calling from? Hey, Mike. Low blood pressure, Corpus Christi. I got some sad news. Uh, what's going on, man? Man, man, I went to the Mexican consulate, man. They don't want me. They don't want me to be Mexican. Uh, uh, so you were, you were denied your ancestral pathway to citizenship or something or what? I got denied, Mike. Look, look, look. My dad, he's Puerto Rican, so his birth certificate has two last names. Uh-huh. And his US, U.S. paperwork, his passport, and his IDs, they only have one last name, you know, because here in America, they do it that way, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And the, and, the, and the Mexicans told me, hey, look, uh, they have to be exact matches, both of them, you know? Uh-huh. So uh, they, they denied me. They said they put a big old stamp, deported. They deported me out of Mexico, man. <laughs> so, no, but, but seriously, so you, you went down to Mexico to do all that, or you were doing it from the council? No, here no, no. I, I, I did a council in San Antonio on Navarro Street, downtown okay. San Antonio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so yeah. it's not as easy as I, I was going to slip him a 50, you know, <laughs> but I, I, as a security guard was kind of looking at me, I was like, nah, you know what? I won't do this. Hey, you should have slid, slid him a, slid him a monster box. <laughs> oh man, it wasn't going to work, Mike. The lady was she's too hardcore. Yeah. She's too serious, you know? Yeah. You know? Oh, so man. just, I didn't think I was going to have that problem. So they said, look, she told me, look. Either change your father's birth certificate to one last name mm-hmm. or change the U.S. passport to two last names. And then you could come and do something. So I'm not going to bother. I uh-huh. mean, are, are either one of those options something worth your while to look into or you like skip it or what? Yeah, I'm just going to skip it, Mike. I'm just going to enter illegally to Mexico and take my chances, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. But hey, uh, yeah, wish you the best with that. And also, um, you know, one of our community members from Yashuba uh, shot me an email. So I, I did get you, Dennis. I'm going to uh, take take you up on an offer. But he was saying that someone who's been a help to him down in Mexico can offer more insight into how all this stuff would work as far as, you know, temporary visas and cities. I mean, all that stuff. So yeah. it might be worthwhile to yeah, connect but- with somebody who's directly plugged in via on that side of the border. I'll check it out, Mike. But you know what he's doing? He's a permanent resident. To do that, you have to live over there. Right. I don't want to live over there. I want dual citizenship, you know? Right, right. Hmm. But that, that's, a, that's a whole different ball game with residencies and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, good luck, man. So definitely, I, I, I'm definitely interested in learning more about that process myself. So I will definitely uh, be open to hearing your, your journey, man. So keep us posted, man. Appreciate you. All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, be good, man. But. all right people always good stuff man like so lbp trying to make some moves man I, I i hear you uh good luck with everything all right let's keep moving man what else is out there what other topics do we need to touch on before we uh conclude this monday's edition of the people's talk show uh christopher says uh who would win a fight between mario and mike being mike is from detroit but mario's black belt <laughs> uh it's all love here man ain't, ain't nothing going down there's nothing going down on that end mario's my guy uh you know it's great to be able to connect with him given the fact he has you know real world experience in the financial space and, and me on my end i'm just blessed to be in his presence because he's a wealth of knowledge and you know he's a little bit older than me so i definitely respect my elders so it's all love um what else we got here uh let me see check in real quick uh <laughs> uh he said we won't uh we don't mind a rant mike yeah so uh you know so i always man I just, throughout the day man i come across a variety of subject matter and i try to keep it relevant towards this subject here so rethinking the dollar was founded upon monetary literacy that's been my primary focal point and that's why everything around me as you guys can see is related to somehow some way you know just stuff we've touched on and of course everything is centered around the transition out of this so I tell people to do this, speculating that, but that's you know, that's that's a, a part of the reason why we're transitioning digital. And eventually we're going to get back to this 
but it's not going to be as pretty as we would like it to be because it's going, we're going to be more on a second, maybe third world status mm-hmm. to where we're going to see made in America again, or made in the USA again, but it won't be the way it was during the industrial time frame here in the country where people were able to live good and high on the hogs because of having that absorbent, exorbitant privilege of having the Federal Reserve note as the world reserve currency. So once that shifts officially within the next couple years, uh, we're going to have a chance to see what it's like to live a- amongst our fellow brothers and sisters in the rest of the world where two thirds or maybe more live well beneath their um, their own expectations as far as their abilities to sustain themselves using credit, like whatever credit doesn't exist. That's a better example of what it's like to live real world for the average Joe, meaning wages are lower. Standard of living is lower. Cost of living tends to be lower as well, but relevant to what you people can afford with their actual cash in hand or lack thereof. And so that's just, you know, it's going to be a shift. And of course, all this is taking place because this was a part of the pyramid created to make this is this is capitalism going wrong right here. The weaponization or hyper financialization of products designed to keep people's capital, time and energy concentrated into the hands of a small few, i.e. the big too big to fail banks, as well as private corporate America that have used the products, i.e. investing in stocks and mutual funds and, uh, you know, insurance policies, all those things that are sir are used to offer protection as well as long-term wealth preservation right now we're witnessing the implosion of those things because it's all based upon debt <laughs> no debt no growth no growth no future no future for the average person who trusts in this current government model no hope and that's where i think uh i'm excited to get into more of the things that really interest me talking about you know governance what we're experiencing in my opinion right now is the complete uh uh well basically with all the talk of the new let me actually so let me put this on the screen real quick since i got a second to rant if you guys don't mind um so for those that are if you are especially if you're on social media i encourage you to go to the rethinking the dollar page i usually put live videos up and I want to talk. OK, so I can talk about Klaus Schwab as well. We got more stuff over here to talk about if I wanted to. And also Sri Lanka right now. You know, they last month. So I basically put out there on March 8th, 9th ish, the Sri Lankan rupee basically just got decimated and they got rioting over there. National emergency stuff is not good over there. And that's something that you won't hear about because the mainstream media makes sure we only focus on Ukraine. Okay, keep it moving. But this is a video here that I wanted to actually, this is what I was talking about, the New World Order. So this video here, this is the guy who are Kaldon Mubarak. He's, you know, he owns like, you know, one of the you know soccer teams in the UK. And he's basically just talking about how the New World Order is here. So once once you have a variety of nations and people preaching and, and talking about this order. That's how we know it's in full effect. It's underway. And in the natural, 
is nothing we can do about it. And that's why the fight itself is in the spirit realm. And this is goes back to Ephesians where it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Like for it's him and, and uh, Larry Fink on stage talking about the new world order. And I'm not even mad at them. Like I'm not mad at them directly just because they're playing along the script that was written as foretold biblically speaking well before they were even here. So just like, for example, Judas Iscariot, you know, you know, he didn't know his life's journey and pathway was to be the person who's remembered for all eternity as a person who sold out the savior of humanity for 30 pieces of silver. He didn't know that he was just doing what his cards happened to play out as just like these individuals here, you know, they may know that they're, you know, worshiping, you know, the dark forces, but then again, they have assignment to do, man. Just like we have an assignment. I have an assignment to do, and it has to do with shining light on the good news and the good news happens to all be about governance and the shifting of the current government structure out of the old into the new to get us towards, you know, the antichrist and all the things that come along with that. But, uh, but, but one of the greatest things that I think is not taught happens to be, and once again, I, I'm going to go back around that, but it happens to do with the kingdom of God message and how further diving down that, that not, okay. So I was going to say this, you know, I love, you know, the spiritual essence of trying to better understand the Bible through spiritual revelation, wisdom, whatever. And of course, the more you dive into it, the more you seek, it says, if you knock, it'll open, you know, if, if you seek, you'll find. So if you go looking for something with good intentions to bring glory to the Lord, he's going to reveal some things to you. So one thing that has me excited about moving forward with this channel and just my overall message is to really highlight government and governance and the different structures that are available to us right now. And this has nothing to do with religion. Religion has been the cover up, but it's all about governance. And so as of right now, the, the ruler of this world, the overseer of this entire world spectrum that we're in now in the natural sense happens to be, you know, the, the evil one, Satan, Lucifer, whatever we want to call him, the unemployed cherubim. Okay. But everything he does is to counter the eternal governing structure, which has already surpassed anything that he could even try to do. So literally he's a, he's the defeated foe, but then again, through natural senses, through natural events, you know, he can deceive us to think that, you know, we might be losing that the new world order is really going to be that bad for everybody. And it's not, it might be an adjustment, but then again, it's all about your perspective. If this is all you have, then of course it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But yet if you're literally, you know, have the mindset that the Bible tell us to have was, you know, put our mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of the father, then that right there should change our perspective because if Christ already conquered the grave, he already defeated death. He already did all those things. Then technically speaking, we're already on the winning side. Now it's a matter of allowing his light and power to shine through us now for the sake of bringing other people into the family. And it has a lot to do uh, with how he governs and his government structure, which the kingdom or the domain of the king is here right now. So I, I'm going to go on and on and on about this, but you know, it's stuff that excites me and it's trying to, I'm trying to connect it with real world experiences now, but for something that requires faith. So, you know, if you're a person that's not of faith, then, you know, it may not be of interest to you, but at some point you'll get back around to it. I, I do believe that. All right. So, 
<laughs> S400 says, might turn that into a shirt, a mug, or a mug, the unemployed charitable. I- I'm about that, man. But that's it. I got so many ideas to put in shirts and mugs, but you know, I'm not just creating stuff just for the fun of it. I mean, I'll use it, but I want to put it out there in your hands. So um, anyway, man, I'm about to get ready to dial back. I'm ranting too much, uh, but I have fun doing it. And so it, it, it's enjoyable on my part. But uh, as always, for those that are plugged in, I'll make sure you guys hit the thumbs up button if you want to uh, definitely show your support for the channel. And also, if you have interest in supporting beyond your presence, beyond your communication, or beyond joining the community chats, you know, it would definitely help support-wise from a financial standpoint if you guys want. I never say no to people who are willing to be a blessing because, once again, I'm trying to think about the things I would like to do for the channel but it does cost funds. And so it's like, okay, do I spend my own, you know what I'm saying? Or do I, you know, inquire for help? So if anybody want to be a blessing, be a help, you know, all the methods that you can support the channel, the down beneath. And then also for those that want to support the channel at the next level, consider, you know, purchasing some of the merchandise here that'll definitely help as well. So anyway, people, um, back at it again tomorrow, Lord willing. And of course I'll make my edits to this, uh, I'll make my edits to this uh, visual aid right here. But other than that, you know, this is the Russian ruble gas flow that has been put out there by Putin. Let's see how how well it does or doesn't. But in the meantime, you know what to do. Prepare spiritually. And of course, being spiritually led, you'll do all the natural things needed. And then we will definitely uh, be in a much better position than we would be if we were not. Uh, Mike R says, trade a DAO. Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Uh, Mike, that is a great idea and that right there requires further studying i.e time to do so and it would help you know if you are a person in the in that space and you want to connect and you know educate your boy or put out some suggestions i'm definitely about that i never turn down opportunities to learn and help and receive help so definitely uh i encourage you connect to discord connect to telegram hit me up and let's talk further if anybody's in that space definitely i'm all game to learn new things so i am familiar with that space but I am interested in the decentralized, you know, crypto space as well. Like I, ideas for that as well. But yeah, I just I get I, I get swamped sometimes. Anyway, I'm rambling too much. Be blessed, be safe, and as always, stay prayed up. Peace.